Hey folks, it's Pastor Jennifer. I'm from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas, and we are New Church Plant. Um, and I would just like to say that um, if you have not been a part of a church plant before, uh, wow, it is an animal all of its own. Um, and I say that with all of the, the love and excitement and blessing um, that it has been to plant a new church. But it's also, I'm just gonna say it's really hard because you are basically starting from nothing and trusting God uh, to build, uh, build you up and, and build your faith and, and lead you as a new church planter and as a congregation. So I just give God all of the glory um, for each and every day, and I uh, am constantly on my knees in prayer to him. Uh, if you want to learn more, visit us at bryancommunitychurch.org. Uh, you can see us on Facebook and Instagram, or send me an email. Um, it's at um, info at bryancommunitychurch.org. Just send me an email. Let me know that you're getting these messages and that you're praying for us, or if you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. So uh, what I do is uh, after the Sunday that I preach, I record my sermons uh, so that if somebody missed them, they can uh, see them online. And today I am reading from Luke chapter 24. This is the story known as the road to Emmaus. And before I get into the text, I ask you this question. Um, have you ever seen a child or have been around a child who uh, just seems to be inconsolable that no matter what you say or what you do I mean just they are having a, a difficult day and maybe because they're tired maybe because they're hungry maybe just because you know they've got all these feelings inside and they just don't know how to articulate them but then you offer them ice cream and something happens inside of their little brain and their little heart and all of a sudden this child who's having a temper tantrum or just a bad moment they light up. Um, well, maybe as I think about this, maybe I'm describing you because I know that I light up uh, if somebody offers me ice cream and even more so if I'm having a bad day and they say, hey, let's go look at shoes, let's go sh shoe shopping. I'm a completely different person. Well, I thought this would be a fun way to get our attention because what happens that we are gonna find is like the disciples are so um, concentrating on their feelings and their emotions that they miss out on something that's really good and exciting right in front of them. And so keep that in mind, just a, a fun little illustration as we turn into our scriptures. So let me read it to you from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. And I'm gonna put my glasses on here just to help me. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they had talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked, about Jesus of Nazareth? They replied, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all of the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. 
but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more is that the third day, since all of this took place, in addition, some other women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it was just as the woman had said, but they didn't see Jesus. Jesus said to them, How foolish are you and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus explained to them what was said in all of the scriptures concerning himself. So as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. They urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. Now, first of all, this is a different account of Jesus appearing um, to the disciples after the initial revelation uh, that Mary had had, that Jesus you know, had been risen from the, the dead and that she was right there in, in he was right there in her presence. Now, uh, the last couple of weeks, I have been kind of talking the Easter story and the Easter day. Last week we read from John when the, the disciples, they were hiding in fear and Jesus appeared to them. Uh, but again, that was the Gospel of John. This is from the Gospel of Luke. And here's another account of what happened later in the day on Easter. So happy Easter. It's still Easter. Uh, but really it should be Easter every day uh, as a resurrected people, those of us who believe in Jesus raising from the dead. So here in Luke, we have the day of Easter, it's in progress, and two of Jesus' followers, they were walking to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. This would have been about two and a half hour walk for them. And clearly, as they were walking, Jesus came up to them and they did not recognize him. Um, I mean, and, and I, I can imagine what was going through their minds. They were just traumatized for three years. They had been following Jesus and, you know, they would wake up day in and day out and they would follow him and they would watch and do miracles and they would learn from him. And this was their life. But just three days earlier when he was crucified, all of that was stripped from them. And now they didn't have a place to go. It sounds like they might have been going home to Emmaus or, or going back to to another life and try to pick up the pieces. And, and I hate to go here, but um, if you have ever lost someone unexpectedly or something unexpectedly, maybe a job, maybe it was a family member, a parent or a friend, you can, you can remember those feelings of disappointment and shock and fear and anger. Um, this is what they were feeling. And I just imagine because they were they were feeling these things, they didn't expect for Jesus to come up to them. I mean, after all, if, if they weren't physically present to see him hung on the cross, they certainly heard um, and they knew that, that he had died. And so their faces were downcast. Um, they, they missed him. Now, I know some theologians, they think that... Um, that perhaps God 
kept them from recognizing Jesus. I mean, it, it says here, but they were kept from recognizing him. And so some theologians, when they um, you know, unpack this passage, they think that God purposely kept them from, from noticing him. Um, that could have been. Uh, other theologians might say it was their emotions. And so we could take this passage in one of two ways. Um, today, though, I want us to think about their emotions again, because we know that their faces were downcast. And also, um, their words, they were, they were words of disappointment. We had hoped that he was going to redeem Israel. So so there, there's some disappointment there, and there's some emotions that were just keeping them from recognizing who Jesus was. Um, and so, again, this is, this is difficult, but yet something that we can learn from. Because isn't it true that sometimes we can allow our emotions or maybe our failed expectations, um, because they had expected that Jesus would be the ruler, that he would come and conquer Rome, that maybe Israel would become what it used to be when King David ruled. And so this isn't what was happening. And so where was God and where was Jesus? And, um, you know, what was going to happen next? And this is just part of the grieving process, right? Um, many of us, um, you know, we might still be grieving over one thing or another, uh, maybe sad or angry, hurt, disheveled, what, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe it was, um, you know, a divorce or a broken relationship, maybe the revelation of some news, a health crisis or something else. I mean, this is this is who was walking on the road to Emmaus this day. This was a group or two people who were hurting and broken, and um, they weren't they weren't recognizing Jesus and they weren't seeing God and God work at work in this time. Um, and so I want to point out a, a couple things. First of all, notice Jesus. What did he do? Jesus continued, even though they didn't recognize him, Jesus continued to walk with them. He stayed by their side. He stayed with them in their grief. He stayed with them in their disbelief. He stayed with them in their failures of walking, um, of their failure of, of noticing him, and he just kept walking with them. And Jesus even stayed by their side when he was ready to, to move on. The disciples, they said, you know, no, stay with us, please, please, can continue on with us. And, and Jesus, he could have kept on walking, but he didn't. And I point this out to you because this is who Jesus is. Jesus is patient and he is loving. and He walks with us in our grief. Um, Jesus also talked with them. And, you know, he reviewed the past scriptures. He reminded them of God's promises. He recounted his own words and what was going to happen and what did happen. And so again, like Jesus just walked and talked and, and tried to, to get them to see and understand. Um, and it took time. I mean, two and a half hour trip walking physically with Jesus present there. Uh, they, they missed him until finally Jesus uh, picked up the bread and the cup just like he had done the week earlier as he was given the Lord's Supper to the disciples. And then finally their eyes were opened. And this is where I want to point out, brothers and sisters, if you know somebody who, who's going through a difficult time, um, you know, maybe something tragic has happened in their life or they are confused by news that, that, that they weren't expecting to happen, that we can be like 
Christ and we can just stay with them and be with them. You know, we can lovingly, you know, remind them that, that they're not alone. But also know that as we, we tell them like God is with them, that we do it in a way that is not um, expecting them to somehow change or, or feel better in that moment because that's not how grief is. Grief is a process. It takes time. And for some people, it, it takes maybe a few weeks or months depending on the situation. And for others, depending on the situation, it can take years. And so I, I think we need to offer that grace and understanding when we're helping a loved one. We should also offer that grace and understanding to ourselves because um, I'm the person who likes to take the problem, name it, and then figure out how to move past it. Unfortunately though, and this is this is something I have to work through um, with my own counselor, it, there are just some things that you just don't get over overnight. Like there are things that um, you know stay with you for a while, and, and it's it's a process. And so, if, if that's you, give yourself some grace uh, to grieve, but know that that Jesus is with you. And then here's the other lesson for our faith: um, that sometimes God is active, and He is with us. But sometimes we miss it. Why? Because we are so overwhelmed with our, our emotions and we are so traumatized by whatever it is that's going with us. And so we need to do what, what Jesus was trying to demonstrate to the disciples. We need to go back to the Word of God and read it and reread it, get plugged into a Bible study, pray, you know, morning, day, and night, and, you know, talk with other followers and just be in the Word, see what God says. What is God reminding you or telling you so that, so that when you are ready to see what God is doing in your life, when you're ready to see that Christ is with you, then, then your eyes can be open and, and like this light bulb of a moment goes off where the, the ice cream, you know, like gets you, gets you excited again about, about life or your faith or church or, or a situation, a relationship, you know, like... We, we, can't, we can't avoid scripture or we can't stay away from God's word um, when we are not understanding or we are so overwhelmed with emotions. We have to stay consistent in the word of God and try to focus our attention on him. Um, what else? Well... And finally, that ice cream moment or that aha moment, like, oh, it is Christ. Or, oh, I see what Jesus is doing in our life. And again, it could take time. But finally, like the disciples, finally, they're like, oh, my gosh, Jesus was with us the entire time. When we finally say, oh, my goodness, this is what God is doing. Then notice what happens to the disciples. And I want to read to you the rest of the passage, starting in verse 33. So here, Jesus breaks the bread. He, he's been with us the entire time, and, and we didn't even know it. We were told that the two followers, they got up and they returned at once to Jerusalem. And there they found the eleven and those with them, and they were assembled together, saying, It's true, it's true, the Lord is risen, and he's appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. So the good news is, we might have our heads downcast and we might be overwhelmed with emotion. 
but, but when we can come out of that, we finally, right, there's, there's always the other side of the lake. You know, we talk about um, Jesus being with the disciples within the storm, but there's always, that story always ends um, with the disciples um, coming to a place with calm waters and being able to get out and step out of the boat, right? There's, you know, there's going to be storms in our life, and I, I don't want to diminish those storms. But there's going to be storms in our life, but the storm doesn't last all night long. The storm doesn't last forever. There will be a period of time when we find peace and, and we make it through the storm. And Christ makes it um, through with us. And there is a time, just like the disciples, that finally they start to understand that Jesus really did raise from, excuse me, he really did raise from the dead and he really was with them and that there is a plan. So when we finally come out and we see like, oh my goodness, let's have the excitement of the disciples. Like, oh Lord, I know what you're doing here. Oh Lord, I see the gifts that you've given me. Oh God, I see the method to the madness in a sense. So let us go at once and tell others, this is what God has been doing. This is what Jesus has said. And this is who he is and what he's done. And let me tell you about my Jesus. Because our focus really needs to be on him. And sometimes we get so downcast and so full of our emotions that, that we miss out on what God's doing right in front of us. And so I don't want you to miss it. And I don't want to, to diminish any of your feelings because God has created us with emotions and we should feel all the feels. But at some point, we're going to open our eyes and realize, okay, this, this is what God is doing in this moment. This is what Jesus is saying us, saying to us. This is what he's telling us. And this is where he's calling us to go. And then we get up, we dry our eyes, we, we put our emotions to the side and we're saying, all right, Lord, I'm ready. Let's go. Let me share my faith and let me live out the next day and the next path that God has for us to walk. And I don't want us to miss it. I don't want us to miss the opportunity of what God is, is calling us to next. And I say that as a new church plant pastor, right? I don't want to miss out on what God has for us. So no matter how hard it is, um, I'm not giving up. Uh, no matter uh, what it is in our life, maybe you're a parent or maybe it's uh, a colleague uh, that um, is having a difficult time, you know, just, just don't miss the opportunity to, to parent or don't miss that opportunity to be there with your colleague and don't miss the opportunity when you finally wake up and you, you're able to, to place your, your emotions, uh, you know, to the side and you're, you're able to see that Jesus is in this. He's always been and he always will be. So brothers and sisters, the message of the road to Emmaus for you. And I pray that the Lord blesses you until we gather again. May you go 